On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Well, happy holidays, stoppies. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We've and all been our- very bad this year. <laughs> we're ready to give you a gift. We sure are. That's that's what we're here for. A nice little gift. Um, a, a lump of coal, yeah, so way, if you will. The way that herpes can be a gift. <laughs> in a sense that you do give it to someone. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest. Yes, our guest who's here today, uh, Nick Ortolani. Hello. Yeah, local local man about town, local mustache about town, Nick mustache Ortolani. Mustache about town. Uh, fantastic comedian, writer for for the Hard Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Honored to have him on the cast. Right, tra- quite an honor. Why don't you brag about yourself for a second? Oh, why would I ever do that? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, obviously you've made some terrible decisions if you've ended up here on this podcast <laughs> with us right now. Yeah. Well, it all started 12 years ago. <laughs> At the University of Massachusetts. To call it a school would be a grand overstatement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we go to way back with Nick. We've had some good memories, but he is uh, he's really making a name for himself these days. And we're very proud of him. Yeah, Aww. doing my best. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. You just had a big show the other day, too, right? Oh, yeah. My, Wrapped yourself in wrapping paper? Yes, my fiance and I, uh, Katie McCarthy, uh, we, we love doing holiday shows, and we always try to make them uh, super weird, and they always have their like own kind of weird internal mythology to them. So this year, we introduced the new holiday day tradition of the, the Christmas egg. <laughs> which uh, which hatched a Christmas demon at the end of the show, uh, but, as they do. Yeah, but, well, so you you hatched the Christmas demon, uh, which has manifested itself as the album that we are reviewing today. Oh, tell me Indeed. about it. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, this. Uh, thank you, Stoppies. We really appreciate uh, the gift that you've given us uh, of having to review Lulu by Lou Reed and Metallica this week. Uh, this is certainly. It's bad. It's a bad a thing. Yeah, you experience. really hate us. You hate us. You really hate us. Thank you, Stoppies. You you made another another really great decision here. You gave us the return of Bruno mm-hmm. was was our Thanksgiving, and this now, the 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 time of Yule. <laughs> so this is Lou Reed and Metallica pairing. Yes. No one thought would ever happen until suddenly the news came out. Twenty eleven. Nobody asked to happen. Mm-hmm. Nobody no, wanted to happen. I mean, nobody. Well, let me ask you guys this: Do you? Are you fans of the individual work of Lou Reed or the Velvet Underground? Are you fans of Metallica? How do you feel ab- about you know the, the 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 folks involved in this? Because if you're an, if you're a fan of either of those things, this is nothing like either of those things. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, do you like peanut butter and jelly? Where he, well, here's you know a Trump yeah. University degree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Nobody asked for it. Nobody wanted it, yeah. and yet. 
here we are, inexplicably. If you like peanut butter and jelly, well, here's both of them left on the beach. <laughs> here's, here's toothpaste and orange juice. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I needed some toothpaste and, and orange juice, some astringent to wash out the sins of, of listening to this this album. This is truly bad. But no, for real, do you guys like Metallica? Let, let's get the Oh, yeah, that's important. Um, I think it sounds like constipated jock metal metallica in general that being said it's not bad sometimes <laughs> like it's fine nick do you like metallica i like their first three albums a lot yeah um i kind of fall off after master of puppets i i, I don't want to be someone because i don't think of myself as a purist but like i feel like the band takes a noticeably different direction when they lose cliff burton and you kind of realize that he was Ooh, mm. we I, I, feel like, I feel like well i feel like cliff I, they're all musicians but there's i feel like there's something about it's Clips good to remind musical. our listeners that they are at s- musicians. That originally, <laughs> they, all yeah. of the people involved in this were musicians. Yes, yeah. uh, I think we. I think we can officially revoke their musician cards after this album. But yes, I, I don't know. These are definitely the most talented musicians uh, that we've reviewed on this program so far. You know. Yeah. If- I, yes. Yes. Um, I mean, and I like Lou Reed, and I like the Velvet Underground yeah, too. Same. Um, I like Metallica. I like The Velvet Underground. I like. Uh, I haven't listened to too much solo Lou Reed, but I like Transformer. It's all oh, Transformer's great. Yeah. Lou Reed himself is just all over the place. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and and has a track record of just like doing projects that nobody likes. Right, like Metal Machine music, which we we'll probably right. do on the show. Definitely, eventually. Yeah. that was that was the album that came to mind when I was thinking about Lou Reed. Terrible yeah. albums. But then Metallica also has Saint Anger and Load and Reload and, and yeah, Saint Anger's. Like, this was right after Death Magnetic. Which was not good either, necessarily. But it was better than Saint Anger. But I'm with you, Nick. I don't. Th- I, I liked Injustice for All, but I don't think Metallica's made a great album since the '80s. Yeah. Well, hey. Okay. I don't know what well, it is. Hey. That's fair. The point is, we can all agree that we hate this album. This yes. Yes. Right. Okay. Great. Hands so, down. <laughs> the as, great equalizer. As a fan of both bands, this is such a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really this counts in both of their discographies. Well, like. and that's and that's why it was so like fascinating because people really reacted like overwhelmingly negatively to yeah. this album. I oh, mean, it yeah. was it was so it was like being told you had like a birthday party and then your cake is made out of dog food and nobody's nobody's there. You know, like it, it's just it, it's so so disappointing because everybody it's a, like it's, it's like a, okay, this could work. You know, they wouldn't mm, put something. I never out. thought it could work okay, when yeah, I heard true. about it. I was like, no. It's like no. a birthday party where everyone is clowns. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So I read in the Wikipedia um, entry about this about this album uh, that the recording was problematic at times. With Lars Ulrich admitting that at one point Lou Reed challenged him to a street fight, <laughs> <laughs> which is so hilarious to think about. Like just this like knobby little like elf. Grandpa, like <laughs> all, and then Lou Reed, and then yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would be pissed if I was them. Everyone involved, yeah. I, like, you, you've got to. But is that the moment where you just say, "Okay, like we're done here"? You know what I mean? I like, think they, maybe we're they were good? in too deep. Maybe they were in too yeah. deep. But at some point, some, I'm sure that bet? they all realized over the course of the recording that this was bad, right? Like they, maybe not Lou Reed. I feel like Lou Reed maybe was a little too far gone at this point. This was probably his whole idea. He, let's Leah. Let's not make any. Let's not make any mistakes. Lou Reed would have done exactly this in any room he was put in. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, it's Uncle Lou again. Old Uncle Lou just 
Yeah. There he goes, talking about blowjobs all grossly again. (laughs) (laughs) Just mumbling under his breath. Well, that's what's so weird about this album is that it is like a, it is a long-term realization of all the themes Lou Reed has worked with his entire career, and it's such a great yeah, example. Yeah, but like magnetic poetry style. <laughs> like, just yeah, kind yeah. of like, Ugh. Well, it's such a great example of, like, he's got the same brain, but he is so past his artistic peak that, yeah. like... Yeah. And actually, who knows if he... Did he have the same brain at that point? I mean, he died pretty soon after that, right? Yeah, he died three years in, after Rest this. in peace, rest in buddy, peace. but I, I gotta wonder, you know? Um, but anyway, let's... Let's quit talking about all this stuff and yeah, let's, let's get in, let's into the let's get into the good stuff and by the good stuff I mean the bad stuff Ugh. and by the bad stuff I mean here my friends track my one stoppies is track one Brandenburg Gate yeah. I will say that this album has been responsible for like so many genuine laugh out loud moments where oh, like yeah. I don't know if I even laugh out loud anymore. I think I just like say LOL so many times. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think I laugh out loud very often, but this album just It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> and it and it starts pretty immediately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the delivery of, of, of the lines, every line, it's like First of all, it's got the same sort of just come out of nowhere random placement over the music Ugh, as yeah. Farrah Abraham. Ugh, I know exactly. There's it's just aggressively offbeat. It's, it's like, like fuck you, fuck a beat. Aggressively Ooh. offbeat, aggressively out of key. Yeah. Just it's the background music and the and the mood of the song don't match in any universe. Yeah. Yeah. There's it's- n- Probably the most striking thing about how awful this album is is Lou Reed's atrocious vocals. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and they just like they often don't sound like they were recorded in the same studio or in the same fucking and universe. Yeah. So loud. Oh yeah, very loud. There's nothing. Yeah, there's no there's no gentle like reverb on this. There's no like, like yeah, pi- There's are, no pity reverb going on. His vocals are completely unedited and unchanged. Yeah, because it, it's quite clear who wore the pants in this <laughs> relationship. Okay, yeah, Lou Reed was definitely the one calling all the shots. And, oh, for and, sure. And, and and starting all the street fights. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start a street fight <laughs> after listening. I want to this start album. a street fight, but only with Lars Ulrich. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think uh, if there's anyone's ass that Lou Reed could kick, it's Lars Ulrich. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah, men, men God, of a certain and, height. and, uh, yeah, and James Hatfield and... with his like sniveling, straining. I'm still here. Yeah, it's really awkward. Oh, Pay attention to me. <laughs> I, I feel like with the small town girl thing, like I don't think he wanted to do that. I feel like Lou Reed was like, "All right, James, let's you do the the hook on this." Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> What was it? How many? How many? How many times do you think? Like, how many times do you think? Like, Lou Reed really like nudged Hetfield and tried to get like a certain product. Like, like Hetfield was like, "How about this? How about this, Lou? Uh, Small town girl." And he's like, "No, no, no, that's not." It's like, "Oh, well, how about this, Lou? Small town girl." Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect, James. (laughs) Do that twenty-eight times. In fact, let's not even let's not even have you sing it. Let's just take that one clip of you yelling at me to the microphone. I just want you to sound like you're really, really, really having a strained bowel movement throughout the entire time. You know your style, aka yeah, who you are. It's it sounds like. 
It sounds like they're in like another universe. But I actually read that they did. They recorded this album all in the same room, staring at each other in a circle. Yikes. Oh, well, that so explains. Was this like it. a therapy? Was this like a therapy like thing? Like someone was like, "Okay, this is your end of life." Like kind of like therapy, Lou. Like what? What are the things you still want to accomplish? I have a feeling Lou Reed just decided he wanted to make a band with a metal, uh, an album with a metal band, and Metallica was the only metal <laughs> band he'd ever heard of. <laughs> he was like, "Hey, they have metal in the name. That's fine. Yeah. We'll grab them. We'll grab them up. What he, are they doing?" He probably tried. He probably used the word Metallica as an adjective, and someone misunderstood him. <laughs> and he's like, "Well, I'll work with it." <laughs> um, I mean, like this album starts out with like a like a fairly nice guitar riff, and it's impressive. Oh yeah, that's what I said. I was said uh, the first few tentative jangling chords are the most pleasant part of this entire album. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> insane how quickly this album ruins your faith in it. Yeah. Yeah, I said the only thing that these artists have in common is hating their audience. <laughs> like, oh, actively despising we them. We forgot to uh, mention that this album is 90 minutes long. Oh, yeah, sorry, guys. It's 90 Which, speaking of which, we should probably wrap minutes. this one up and keep going, because right. we got a lot to go through, let's okay? Go, let's go on the track, oh, we're not two. We're doing 90 minutes <sighs> of this album. Yeah, yeah but it's... Ugh. All right. Track Here's two. The View. Wait, did you hear that I was a table, guys? <laughs> did you guys know? <laughs> who's, you guys, the ta- who's the table? <laughs> I'm the table. You guys know who's that the table. Who's the little table? Who's the little table? The little table? I am the table. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking bad, guys. So this was actually the single they released before the album came out, and it immediately became a meme. I don't know if you guys knew about that. <laughs> I didn't know but, that. Educate us. I mean, just search James Hetfield. I am the. Or just search I am the table. It's there's a know your meme entry on it. Oh my god! It's, it, it it immediately. I mean, this was this just became a thing. Oh yeah, uh, there is. There's a know your meme page. I am the table, <laughs> and it's just pictures of James Hetfield. What does it say? Uh, they said I could be anything, so I became a table. <laughs> 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 yeah, see, this is the result of people that have just been told that they can do anything, anything. and they have not been told no. Oh my god! Would you say that this entire pictures album- of tables with his face on? <laughs> <laughs> this is so good, guys. Definitely do a do a nice little Google. Okay, yeah, it's worth googling. All right, this well, album like should be the the like picture entry next to the dictionary definition for white mediocrity like it's like yes well that seems to be the the actually the the uniting thread to almost all of the albums that we've reviewed so far it's all been white people that have never been told no pretty yeah. much yeah yeah i think that's the majority of bad music yeah right? well like, it's bad everything to be honest mm-hmm. fuck white people all right so just bad just bad i'm all my notes are just so confused and this song is like one of the few songs that actually sounds like a Metallica yes. song. Yes, it's more than three chords which mo- yeah. most of the songs in this album are like two or three chords. Yeah, they're like all drone notes. It's insane. Yeah, which kind of shows, I think some of these songs, like it's clear Lou Reed wrote all the lyrics, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, But sure, I think he sure. might have written some of the chord progressions too and just 
good been like here guys metallica eyes this <laughs> yeah because it doesn't sound like a pound that, uh, like metallica doesn't sound like a band that's like found its groove or found right. any kind of synergy no, no no it's very awkward the discomfort is palpable for sure. Of Metallica. Do you think own. he ordered Lars Ulrich to do that drum solo? <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Oh. I, I wrote, we'll get to the drum that's, solo. That's later. Oh I my know, God. seriously. Yeah, I, I wrote one of my notes was, like, if Grandpa and Otto from The Simpsons formed a band. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa Simpson and Otto? Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's what it is. Well, I, I've said it... I said it earlier, but like one of the most striking things about how bad this album is is how awful Lou Reed's vocals are. Oh mm-hmm. God! And he survived for so long because like Lou Reed, like sixties, seventies, right. even eighties. He's 80s, like Bob Dylan. He's not. He's not a he's singer. Got that, he's like, a bard. Yeah, of yeah. Some like he's got that like smarmy era. kind of like I'm too fucking good for you. Yeah. Like I'm waiting for mom. Like this, this really nasal like projection yeah. of I'm a cool guy. Yeah. That at this point in his too career, too busy sucking on a ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's completely eroded at this point in his career. Like he has the he has the vocal charisma of like a retired state senator. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, Stra- Newt Gingrich. Uh, who, who was the old senator Spoked. who uh, who did the speech about uh, the dog fighting? Where he's just like, poor dog, <laughs> genitals dangling. Is that- That's pretty much Lou Reed on this album. Yeah, that is. <laughs> and actually, it, it, especially the genitals dangling. There's a lot of genital talk from my ornery grandpa that I didn't invite to <laughs> start yelling oh, at me yeah. over Metallica loves- riffs. He's <laughs> always had a lot of lyrics about dicks yep. and pussies. Well- we should probably continue on with the next well, song about dicks. Real quick you, before oh, you, we do, I, okay. I just had a, I took down a couple of lyrics that really hit home for me oh, on okay, this song. Good. <laughs> uh, um, you know, where he's talking about, uh, for worship, someone who actively despises you. Yep, yep. And I, I, I'm feeling that. It, it, it's clear that they actively despised Every each other themselves and certainly and anybody li- who would listen to this. The line is like like a magnet. I attract you and repel you. Mostly just repel. <laughs> yeah, mostly repel. <laughs> All right, no, I, is that I a magnet? To, I, I think barely remember there. any lyrics from this album because that's how quickly I deleted it from my, my short term. <laughs> I memory. know. I did a couple copy and paste, and then I was like, I don't want this in my like, in my search history. Yeah, you don't want it on your clipboard. <laughs> my Have whole you, oh, I've like ruined my my search history cred. It's like, all just terrible. Tr- Have you ever music. like been aware that you're repressing a memory in the moment? Like that's <laughs> yeah. what listening to this album was. Ugh. All right. Well, let's keep it going. This one is uh, pumping blood. <laughs> blood. Pumping blood. I'd often rather we could take a measure of the blood that I pump and the manic infusion of love. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is love, Matic Grandpa, right there. Oh. <laughs> inexplicably then a Metallica song like <laughs> yeah I was gonna say the the riffs on this song are actually pretty sick yeah I said They're I said the better same than most of the riffs on the last five Metallica albums <laughs> but, yeah yeah I said it starts off pretty strong here in the sense that it sounds like a half decent Metallica song which is which is true but then but, there's this oh, love, love, love. that sounds like Grandpa Simpsons. Yeah, and it's like nobody ever, like, no one was like, second take? Should we do a second take? No, there are no second takes with Lou Reed. Latex! 
Condom. <laughs> Boy, I'd like to live in one of those. <laughs> oh, yeah, I said actual it. lyric from this album or a quote from Grandpa Simpson. <laughs> you decide. Oh yeah, hashtag. Let's is that our hashtag for today's episode? Hashtag. Wait, hashtag, hashtag Grandpa. Lou Reed or Grandpa Simpson. <laughs> wait, so vote for hashtag Lou Reed or wait. I don't know. It's, it was fun. It's, it was I think maybe just you know we'll we'll post some up we'll on the Twitter it up. We'll at, post at it up. Make It Stop Cast. Yeah, at I'll make post it up. Stop. I'll post up some, and you guys tell yeah. me Hashtag if you think Abe they're or Lou. Abe or Abe Lou. Lou. Abe or Lou. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I said Lou sounds ill, like he's an actual vampire that is like looking for his last hit of blood before yeah. Yeah. dying. He's, he's just <laughs> and warbling, pumping blood. Yeah. blood. Like, please, I need a transfusion. Pump, yeah. pump the blood into Please, me. Yes, save my life. Which would, which would justify the Nosferatu and Boris Karloff references in the first song? Oh no, that's just to tell you. Oh, hey, by the way, did yeah. you know this album is set in Germany? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like this is German if I and old. Oh if I mention Nosferatu and Klaus Kinski, oh, they'll get the gist. Yeah, and call the first song Brandenburg Gate. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, there's like pretty sick riffs in this song, but then there's the slower instrumental passages where Lars Ulrich has no idea what to do, so he just smashes his China symbols. <laughs> yeah. There's like. I feel like nobody just, was briefed <laughs> before the the making of this. Like oh, I don't yeah, think there was. The symbols over oh, and over again, and you think he's like counting down to something. Nope, and it just never happened. That is that is the the ultimate metaphor for this entire album. It feels like a countdown to something that'll never exist, and there's still always lower to go. <laughs> oh, I've, you guys, like, I'm this glad like we... A, sorry, go ahead. This is like a musical representation of not being able to come on Lexapro. Like, it's just... <laughs> well, speaking of come... <laughs> speaking um, of come... This is... First of all, it is a drink. Secondly. No, but I want to point out that this is the song that has the lyric, quote, like a colored man's big oh. dick spurting on me. Ugh. He and, says it more uh, than once. Yes, yeah, he does. and like Lou Reed kind of got like a collective pass from you know Lola, right? Or not? Oh my God, not Lola. Walk, take a walk on take the wild. Yeah, the, wild the other song about the prostitute. Okay, yeah. Uh, take a walk. There's on a the, few. Yeah, there's a few. But there's, there's um, most of I mean, this entire yeah, album. Actually, that's that's important to mention is that this entire album is based off of an early 1900s or late it's two 1800s? German plays. German. Plays right Called, like, about Lulu a, plays yeah, right the Lulu plays by. Wow, you guys, Google you guys did Google some it. research. What what's it about? What's it about? It's about a pros- or It's about a, a stripper who uh, rises through the social ranks and becomes a socialite and then becomes a prostitute. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Couldn't you tell? <laughs> yeah. Which, but it makes you feel like Lou Reed only picked these because the title is his name twice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he was so he was so in the throes of dementia at this point that he could. Yeah, de- when dementia meets narcissism, man. Oh, look, it's our president. <laughs> but, but guys, best song in the album, right? Puppy blood. No, they're. That's no. No. <laughs> no. I mean, you guys make your picks when they come around. This is my fave. That implies that there is a best song, and I don't know <laughs> if that exists. But yeah, I mean, I, I the call least this bad. tone deaf, tone blind, and tone dumb. <laughs> uh, it's like, and also, yeah, like it's such an improbable. Like it's like having Bob Dylan and Kanye do an album, right? It's like the biggest egos, and then smushing them together and saying okay make an album about a prostitute maybe <laughs> yeah. yeah do a rock opera while you're at yeah, it yeah like, while you're at it 
Actually, I'd love and to see that. That's probably one of the more significant things about this, too, is that, like, have either of these artists done, like, work that was, like, a full album that was conceptual, full album that was designed to tell one story? Metallica definitely hasn't, right? Um, no. No. Uh, I mean, unless you count St. Anger, where all the songs are about being angry. <laughs> uh, but when you So when you count all of their songs ever, <laughs> like, all their songs are about being angry and trapped. And death! Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Lou Reed, I don't know. I and mean, Lou Reed also has like 40 albums or something. Yeah, like he probably does have a few concept albums in there. Like, I just haven't sought them out. And for good reason. Let's move on to, right. the, okay. <laughs> to the next song, which is appropriately called Mistress Dread, which I think is my name now. Jesus fucking Christ. It's so weird hearing Lou Reed sound like the ghost of Christmas past over this thrash song. (laughs) (laughs) This is your grandpa in the pit. Oh my God. Do you think he recorded this entire album in a bathrobe just wandering from room to room? (laughs) (laughs) And then with the occasional James Hetfield, small town girl. Just pops his head in the door. <laughs> I just that's, what it, that's what it feels like when James Hetfield comes in on this album. Is like, <laughs> you know, hey, I'm here too. What if they just recorded this entire album following Lou Reed around with a boom mic, just like recording <laughs> all of his ramblings, and it just like ended up being 90 minutes, and they were like, just all right, <laughs> score it now, yeah, guys. We, yeah, just, we could make a documentary about you know, but let's, let's just. Do this. Field recordings of him talking to himself in his kitchen making scrambled eggs. (laughs) (laughs) No, he eats scrambled blood for breakfast, let's be clear. Um, I mean, holy shit, the lyrics. Scrambled cum. The first lyrics in this song are, I would cut my legs and tits off when I think Uh, of Boris Karloff. uh, (laughs) Which sounds like it's the opening line to, like, the the worst cabaret musical ever. (laughs) 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 So, I mean, this is another song where it, it, there's a lot of gross line. Like, I feel like Lou, I see what Lou Reed is doing. He's going for some, like, body horror sort of, you know, like, the how disgusting, you know, our fluids and bodies are and stuff. But it's just... He does Metallica have a scary body. Not, <laughs> Metalli- there's well, nothing about now. Metallica that matches that. I know. I know. I wrote, <laughs> I wrote, remember when Johnny Cash redid a Nine Inch Nails song and it sounded really poignant and powerful and then he won an Oscar? Well, this is the opposite of that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I was like, I was talking today, like, this album is just such a fucking bummer, front yes. to back. Yeah. Yep. A bummer just yep. filled with gross lyrics and lack of musical cohesion. Like, you can make a dark, depressing album How at least, it? like, palatable and fun. Like, The Downward Spiral by Nine Inch Nails is a right, great album right. that yeah. is, like, depressing and awful and dark right. but like it keeps you engaged and this is the polar opposite there are you know velvet underground albums that that have that vibe you know like oh yeah he knows he has he's pulled it off in the past i mean he was definitely dying at the time yeah should we be so mean to I this no like, i realize that now i'm like fuck but like he decided to like, do this this is what and that's the thing i said why do famous people think that they can get away with everything like this is just an example well, of that like i don't care how old he was he he decided that 
this was important. This was this mattered enough for him to, you know, release this. It's like releasing know. a plague. Well, this is like Let what him, happens. Like, when okay, you... we had we had like David Bowie had Black Star, right? Like Iggy Pop yeah, just this, put out this put out like post post pop depression, right? And then we have this, like, dude. Yeah, this was his swan song. Do better, do better. This was his swan song. This is the last this thing the he last ever thing did. He did. Well, it's like, this but is that's like, like it's like how Orson Welles was. Uh, his last film was Transformers: The Movie, where he did. Uh, oh, oh, I don't remember the name of the robot, the bad guy robot in oh, Transformers: no. The Movie. Oh no! Uh, and he 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 that. hated it. He was and he was just you know he was like this is a movie about. This is a movie about toys doing horrible things to each other. I'm going to play a robot in a movie. So, this just, is kind of... Uh, it's when, just a bummer that Lou Reed made a terrible mistake before he died. I know. You know? Well, I, know. I think this is such a great example of what happens when you're wealthy enough that yep. no one has to put you in a nursing home. Exactly. In some sense, though... Exactly. When you're just allowed to That's roam brutal, free. brutal, but it's true. In some sense, though, maybe Lou Reed did want to go out just saying... Fuck you to everyone. I know. That's what this well, album that is. is kind of where I find its redeeming qualities. Like I, I feel like there are elements of it. I mean, there are multiple, multiple elements of it that you know. I, I call it like the monkey, the monkeys with the typewriters. Like there's occasionally some glimpses of brilliance, and then part of me is like, was that was that the intentional part, or what was the, what about this was intentional? Yeah. And was it intention? Did he intentionally want to alienate? Everybody and the like, fans of his bands and the fans of Metallica and just make them confused and yeah, upset because like, that is how I feel <laughs> confused <laughs> and upset, betrayed. Except it seems so earnest. I know like, it seems <laughs> well, and he's a pretty fucking serious guy. Yeah, like, he takes himself way too goddamn we're, seriously. Yeah, we were talking about this yesterday yeah. about how like he's you know he's like Danzig in that he has like so <laughs> like such a small sense of humor about himself. That it's imperceptible. I want to see yeah. Danzig and Taylor Swift do an album. Oh my god! <laughs> That's how I feel. Like this, this album. Danzig is. <laughs> and Taylor Swift. That's the yeah. That's about the the, degree, about the, level that's of the degrees of separation. Yes. You know, similar to Lou Reed and Metallica. All right, so gonna all right, we got some more songs. We gotta get. We gotta get <laughs> through, and I mean it when I say get through. So this Holy. next track, if you can call it that, is <sighs> Iced, Iced Honey. honey. Unwanted touches. <laughs> yeah. I know. That clip is such a great example of how, like, no one was working with each other. No, exactly. Like, like poor, poor James Hetfield just wanted everyone to remember, like, notes and tempo do exist. They exist in the world. James Hetfield and Lou Reed are singing the exact same I know. I know. words in completely <laughs> different rhythms and, and completely different melodies. Lou Reed is melodies. insistent on being off the beat. Like, it is, you have him in the, as honey. Like, he's, like, counting yeah. at one, two, three, and then, you as, can, as honey. He's staring, <laughs> he's staring across the room, like, nodding he's his staring head. Staring at slapping, Lou Reed. Beating a box with a, <laughs> the, with a drumstick, just being like, please. Come on. <laughs> Tea and the ice. Three, Who's four, five. <laughs> 
but yeah, yeah he sounds uh, really uncomfortable. Also, what is iced honey? Is yeah. that just sugar? Is I don't like know, but they say it. That's all they say in the song. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of like a lot of lyrics on the other songs. It's you know they have to stretch every song out to be fucking ten minutes long Ugh. to fit in all these. Which we haven't even gross sex we haven't moved into that Lou part Reed. of the album. We're very close to that part. So there's it's a two disc set. Yeah, and the second disc is almost all songs that are eight. Eight to twenty minutes long. It's a yeah. it's a longer CD with fewer tracks. Like it's, <laughs> but this song is I think the shortest on the album, and it's mercifully it is actually just them saying "Ice Honey" yeah. over and over again for the the whole second half of it. Um, uh, just you know why? Yeah, and like so many of the lyrics in this song, like. Move away from the realm of avant-garde and into just straightforward Alzheimer's. Yeah. Oh, and also, the, like, get uh, off the my song lawn. is two chords. Yeah. The song is two chords. Mm-hmm. It's the only two-chord Metallica song that's ever been written. Us, honey. All right. Is that enough? Yeah, there's really <laughs> not much to say about that song. There's not much to say, much about, to say about it. You heard it. That's where we're at. All right. We got our next song. This is uh, Cheat On Me. <laughs> this one's pretty special. Me, I'm a passionate less wave upon the sea. Passionate less wave upon the sea. Why, why, why? Cheat on me. Why indeed? Why do I cheat on me? <laughs> Those are some of my favorite parts of this album are like Lou Reed's. There's not a lot. There's like five or six of them on the album, but there's a couple of times where Lou Reed is just like, wah, 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 wah. Like, yeah, when he's seizing. <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> yeah, my favorite parts of the album is like when the like recording skips or when, <laughs> like, I said the mystical atmospheric part at the beginning of the song, which you didn't hear because we had to give you that, that. You know. The cheat No, no, um, we cut to... Oh, yeah, Oh, yeah. wait, we had harmonies. We just shouldn't do that. Stop it. <laughs> that was far too good. Um, but, yeah, the, that was a nice palate cleanser. The, yes. the, the intro was I nice. I mentioned the intro, too. I but said, it's three minutes long, and I was like, I must be high, because I didn't notice that this little intro was three fucking minutes long. But it was good, but it was a lot of, like, uh, atmospheric noise and, like, uh, strings. Oh, yeah, that and- was really good. Well, this is the... This is the consistent thing we've said about this album is right. that this album is best when no one involved with it is in the room. Yes, I wrote the same fucking thing. <laughs> yes, I think I said, oh man, yeah, I said some version of that, which was, uh, I do enjoy Metallica minus James Hetfield, but not plus Lou Reed. <laughs> so just like, minus everything, like, it's fine. <laughs> um, I, did, I also said that... Uh, the vocal delivery by uh, uh, James Hetfield when he sings, you know, why do I cheat on me? It sounds like he's just pushing out a particularly stubborn shit. <laughs> and, also, like, and just somebody answer the goddamn question so that we can well, no, move on. Well, no, there's three central questions to this song. <laughs> why do you cheat on me? Why do I cheat on me? And why do I cheat on thee? No, shut up. That is not the word. Those are the yes, words. Those are the words. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, like some like some like some bizarre European prostitute Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like oh one of those youtube fucking 
kids channels made by like nightmares yeah. in China. Yeah, where you're oh, learning no. like the proper pronouns when asking a question or something. Uh, yeah, I wrote in all caps. Will somebody just answer, Grandpa? <laughs> like, I can just picture. It really does. It is the the the. No one knows why you cheat on you, Grandpa. Know. Nobody knows. <laughs> it's fine, Grandpa. It's you're, fine. You're, you're, you can you cheat are, on you. Well, are then, well, then why do I cheat on thee? <laughs> Can I go home now? <laughs> Grandpa, you are home. <laughs> this is the first song. Uh, you were talking about how it's... I, I, I called this back half of the album uh, the endless portion of the album. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. This this is the disc, too, where it's kind of like, this you is, know... It's like the appendix that like nobody asked for, so it's just you can conveniently lose it. If you I, I do have to mention for context that... I the the version of this that I listened to was just the first CD and the second CD completely unbroken into tracks. So to me, the entire album is just two forty-five minute songs. <laughs> like it's just. Oh yeah, that's right. That was the context that you entered yeah, into this right. with. Um, it is two forty-five minute songs. It's really one one and a half hour song. Yeah. This yeah. is the, the length of a movie. Stoppies, okay? Yeah. We let you do this. To, Why do you cheat on me? The why do I cheat on thee? <laughs> oh man! No, but this is definitely this is the part of the album where, like, I found myself hitting the home button on my phone just to see how many minutes were left, like, <laughs> over the, six times over the course of a single song. It's always too many. It's, it's always it's like taking acid, where you're like, time isn't real. Like, <laughs> this, yeah, this was one of the biggest endurance tests of the of the whole album. Yeah. yeah. Because yep. there's nothing exciting about it musically. No. It just kind of it just plods along. Yep. And nothing changes, nope. other than the first three minutes of of this track. Yeah, it's a metaphor for for life, isn't it? Really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you? okay. Um. Luckily for Lou Reed, that life would not last much longer. <laughs> oh. Unfortunately, the rest of this us are. This is turned turn into, into a real sad. epitaph for I, Lou Reed. I know. Well, it does. It sounds like a senile old man lecturing you this the entire is album. Epitaph. This is his. He, and that's pretty appropriate for what he did in here on this earth was like kind of lecture all of us and call us fucking idiots and maybe like, we are here like we are you, waxing philosophic about it years later after me, most people desperately wanted to pretend that this album didn't exist <laughs> like if 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 everyone's obituary show, could only man. include information from the past five or ten years lou reed's obituary would have been <laughs> <laughs> Writer of Lulu with Metallica. <laughs> it's true. Oh my god, it's true. Ugh. Yeah, and it just gets more endless, folks. We we should probably move it along. And this song is aptly called Frustration. <laughs> uh. To be dead, to have no to be dry and spermless like a girl like a girl <laughs> that, might, that, might be the, that might be the single most concentrated moment of shittiness in this entire album no, yeah like if the if they're i mean spermless yes dry what, what the fuck we're not talking about a, no like you know a, how a women are always chicken <laughs> like come on you know how women are always dry and dusty and crumble when you touch them 
Um, also, like about that particular portion of the song, uh, Lars Ulrich is not the guy you want doing a freeform jazz drum solo under your spoken no! word. I guess the one part of that, like the one thing about that part of the album, that part of the song is that it's just the album being so honest with nobody working together and nobody, like, it's just like, all right, uh, Lars is going to play arrhythmically and Lou's going to do something he would do outside in traffic anyway. I really, I do wish this was, like, a documentary because I feel like it would have been fucking hysterical to, like, watch. Oh, no, it would have been so There's sad enough to watch. Metallica documentary. Yeah. No, we, and we would have, we, if we had watched them make this album, we would have really seen, like, how far gone Lou Reed was at the time. Yeah, this is... This is definitely the part of the album where, like, most of my comments are just all caps locks. Why have you done this to me? Why is this still occurring? Will someone just answer Grandpa? <laughs> Your question think... wasn't, why do I cheat on me? Oh, yeah. Also, why do I cheat on thee? <laughs> Don't tell me more. It's... Oh, I do think there's a, a, a kind of nice riff in this song, but, like, once again, this is, like, just the theme of the album. It's... It, it's the same riff the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Metallica just does, will just do the same, you know, it's, and it's so, so many three chord riffs. It, it's just, they don't, they're so then, out of their comfort then, zone. They're, 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 they're trying to find, because I mean, most Lou Reed songs are like pretty simple three, four chord tracks. And I feel like they're trying to find, find common ground that. with each other. And it's just, there's none. There's, there's none. none. There's nothing that links them. And then, yeah, Lou Reed is doing this offbeat, like, fucked up nursery rhyme, like, talking about salivating in a woman's thighs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, do we pick that? Tr- oh, do no. Pick that? That's from this. That I, I wrote that line down. <laughs> There's some wild lines on this. Like, I feel like I can't recommend that anyone listen to this album. No. But I do. You might want to just look up the lyrics and just. It's. There's. It's something. I would recommend listening to it's this album. A thing. You would? Would you really? Uh, well, on. just because, you know, we all need to earn our stripes in life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you haven't, like, experienced, like, a significant, like, trauma in your life, then maybe this is definitely. Like, like yeah. everyone in the 1% should this be forced to listen to this album. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, man. So true. Okay. All right. Shall we go on to Little Dog? Oh, I, oh also, God. before, I also noticed there's one part. And this this lends credence to my idea that they just use the first take of the lyrics for every song. Because uh, Lou Reed, in one point, says... He keeps repeating, I want so much to hurt you. And then at one point he says, I want you so much to hurt you. Like, flubbing his own line, not even bothering to go back and redo it. Oh, yeah. I want was... you so much to hurt you. I, maybe that was intentional. I... No. Right? No! Just like with this whole album. You don't know! <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, this 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 whole album is a real mystery when it comes to like intent. The, and, yes, and right. And he's not around plan- to answer to it. How you much know? it was planned out, or like, right, right. And even if he was around, he wouldn't answer a single fucking question about no, this. That's probably true. I mean, Bowie fucking said that he thinks that this was Re- Lou Reed's masterpiece, yeah, and that Bowie everybody loved this album. Bowie loved this album. And I, but that Fantano also makes me gave think, it a six. That Wasn't makes me Bowie think that he was di- also making fun of all of us. Like it was just a giant troll. Wasn't Bowie also dying of brain cancer or something? Oh, fair oh. point. Jesus, no, I don't think, was it brain, brain cancer? I don't know. I think it was. I don't know. No, what do was... I look like? Some David Bowie cancer expert? <laughs> <laughs> it was um, one of his internal organs. I can't remember which one. Well, that would be sure. a brain. No, in his in his abdomen. Okay, uh, one of his <laughs> abdominal organs. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I'm getting cancer just talking about this, so let's move it on to Little Dog. Little Dog. Oh, God. <sighs> this one's really bad. The female dog don't care what you got. As long as you can raise that little doggy face to a cold-hearted pussy. <laughs> I love the pre- oh my god! I love the pregnant pause before little doggy face. You could raise that little doggy face to a cold-hearted person. <laughs> How long is this one? This one's fucking long. Too. Yeah, they're all long at this they're point. So they're all very like they're all really, like, and it all sounds like that too. Like I'm pretty sure the entire one is that entire song is just that it's the like you know like it's just like yeah for yeah oh, and it's for me half hearted like four musicians playing whatever came to their minds at that moment the same, no the exactly, guitar part sounds exactly. like the guitar part kind of sounds like when someone who can't play it's guitar an eight minute song like, picks guys. up an acoustic oh. guitar at like a party and kind of just like just does their impression of what playing guitar looks like uh yeah, it's like it's, tuning. It's like, it's like a band. Yeah, it's like tuning. <laughs> this whole album forever. feels like tuning. Yeah, like they're getting ready to do a thing that will be good, and like, oops, we just Can forgot. You imagine to do this that. is the worst song Can on the imagine? album, right? Yeah, I would say so. This one's I would pretty say bad. So, Can I you think. imagine seeing this being performed live? <laughs> two, two, like, two, eight. And, it, and it feels like 90 well, minutes of them just warming up and tuning and then at the end they walk off stage <laughs> yeah. and then also with like the with like a full performance like a like of the original Lulu play yeah. about the prostitute, like, <laughs> like holy shit! I would love. Oh, it would make me so happy if I went to see Metallica and they just came out for an encore and just did this song. Yeah, yeah, with a whole like Wojcicki like bowler uh. hat, like Tom Waits like production behind him. Except like Tom Waits would tell Lou Reed to get singing lessons at this point. <laughs> Uh, so what do the dogs represent in this song? I don't, I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Actually. Yeah, actually, does anything represent anything? Uh, well, he keeps talking about this dog. He's got living? a lot of fucking beef with this dog. Puny body and a tiny dick. A little dog. Maybe can that make dog is sick. him. Maybe he, maybe he's relating he's it to who, his diminishing potency. He and wants power. to li- lift his little doggy face to a cold-hearted pussy. Yes, he does. He definitely does. <laughs> Let's He's the pathetic little dog. Oh, that's sad then. Oh, I know. I know. That's actually, that was part of the thinking that I was having while while going over this album. I was like, oh, it starts to, yeah, feel like it's about him. Right? And like, so that's when it's, I don't know, it starts to cross the line into maybe there was intent behind it. But yeah. I, don't I mean, yeah, I'm, no, you sure start to intent. feel like it's about him until you realize that he just kind of sucks. Like, he's just... <laughs> It's true. I don't like, know. Like, I'm not going to lie. This album almost makes you happy Lou Reed dies <laughs> two years oh, later. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Spoiler oh. alert, guys. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Lou Reed died almost five years ago. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, no. No, it's bad. I, I'm not happy Lou Reed died. I'm not happy. I, I didn't wrong. want him to make more loved than Lou this. Reed to, to what if he made more albums like this? I'm not happy Lou I Reed died, he... but I'm happy that justice was served. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <sighs> All right, moving on. All right, we're moving on. This one is called 
dragon. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just so bad. Here it's we go. so bad. A red star of idiocy. An idiot's idiocy. Ah, my, my, Karen View, Karen View. You think we're a book. Some kind of a table you can rest your feet on when you're able. Red there we go again with the tables. <laughs> <laughs> we had to do the table callback, although we missed uh, the smell of your armpits, the taste of your vulva, and everything on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what we were looking for, but then wanna, we, we stopped caring. We find it. Cause, it. Yeah, because this is, like, what, like a 13-minute song? They yeah. just couldn't find the yep. one specific set of yep. gross lyrics we were looking Ugh. for. <laughs> Again, the lyrics are... They're atrocious. There's a lot... There's a lot of ground to cover that we're, you know, we could we could talk about the fucking there like there's very little difference between what Lou Reed says on this album and like the ramblings of a street person. <laughs> yes, yes, it's very true. This is someone yeah, mumbling first, on the corner of a train. <laughs> you know what this feels like? It feels like when you when you go to like like a music open mic or a poetry open mic that's been going on for like 10 years, 20 years, and there's like that one guy who does batshit insane stuff, but he goes every week and he wears right. like the same outfit, and the only reason he has legendary status is like because he's always there and people are worried about him. Yep. Yeah. That is that is what this, <laughs> that is very specific and also very on point. I've been to a lot of those things. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's have. like also every stand-up comedy open mic ever has some version of that. Yeah, I I love that. It's probably me at this point. (laughs) The the song starts with the lyrics, you don't actually care. You don't actually care. You don't actually care, which I said truer words have not been spoken to. I do not believe that he gave a shit about this part. Like, I don't know. Did he ever give a shit? I don't know. I think he did at one point. He gave a shit. But but that is. Dublin Underground is a. I want to say that they're one of my favorite bands, and I think they're very important and seminal to music as it is today. I think that they changed rock and roll in the most significant way of that any band changed rock and roll in the past 50 years. But... <laughs> <laughs> but this happened, But so. they also released White Light, White Heat. <laughs> hey. Uh, I like that album. <laughs> I know. I they released... No, they released uh, Squeeze, though. Squeeze is bad. Yeah. I love Loaded. Loaded's my favorite. Yeah, Loaded's good. I like uh, I like he the self titled one the best, but anyhow, piercing nipples. And we're talking about bad albums he here. Let's bites get back them <laughs> off. Yeah, sorry. I would hate to taint the waters. I scratch your with face and bite your shoulders. Way above caring. Way above caring. In your Kotex jukebox, which oh. Oh, would be Kotex a great band name. Would be Kotex a great jukebox. band name. I actually love that. Kotex <laughs> jukebox. Oh my god. Oh. Are we both dead now? <laughs> yeah, yes. are we? Yes. Are we dead now? Your careers do, are. Do we at least uh, hope to be? <laughs> Your careers are. Uh, yeah. It's, it is like, I'll, I'll say this about Lou Reed. Lou Reed has had a lot of fuck you moments in his career. Like, we were, we referenced Metal Machine Music earlier, and that's like supposed to be, that's an album that if we were to try to do it here, it would probably be impossible. Because if I remember correctly, it's entirely instrumental. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's all just like dissonant guitar feedback loop tapes yeah. for like yeah. 70 minutes yeah yep. so that's like an almost that's a borderline it is, unreviewable it's album. we could still it's, it's try like, it's it's hard it's <laughs> hard the way that like monos the hands of fate is hard yeah to like watch because it doesn't because it doesn't even give you any ammo to work with right because yeah. it's but just, like yeah lou reed has kind of gone on record more or less saying that like that album was a big middle finger to his who to his record company right. because he had like what a five album deal or something like that 
and he was basically like, I guess this is the fifth album. Like he was just like, he also like he's got a likes lot of that his... album though. He was he was like basically like yeah. I mean you know, I like loud gu- I like loud guitars. Do you want loud guitar stuff? I gave I gave you uh, the loudest guitarist stuff you'll ever hear. <laughs> the loudest most guitar <laughs> guitarist. <laughs> It's, uh, also, it's like Lou Reed has so many of these fuck you moments. So it is easy to read this as like Lou Reed being like, hey, I don't got a lot of time left in this world. And, uh, you know, why not bring someone else down with me? Like, <laughs> and like really had a grudge against Metallica. <laughs> like, oh, my God. What if he like hated Metallica yeah. before this? <laughs> and then waited like 20 years. <laughs> to do something about it. And this is this what does he... feel like a, a big troll at points. Like I feel. What like if, but I'm trying to figure out who big... are we trolling? Let's, are we tro- right. Is he trolling himself? Let's is he trolling the... Metallica? Is he trolling the like? He says it. Let's get the conspiracy. He, he actively <sighs> despises us. He's trolling the fans. Let's get the conspiracy red yarn and the cork board out right now. Yes. I am right. going to put forth the conspiracy theory right now that this entire album was Lou Reed in 1991 was a big Metallica fan and they released the Black Album and then he got really pissed off when they cut their hair and decided he would wait 20 years till shortly before his death to just sink their fucking battleship. <laughs> it was like an insurance scam or something. Oh and then like, Peace. <laughs> I'm just you can't pitch- hurt me. I'm already dead. <laughs> and like- I'm now just picturing a version of Lou Reed in the 80s in a, in a metal parking lot in a fucking <laughs> sleeveless like m- uh, mega death shirt fucking in a mullet he just never I wish that Lou Reed existed like he probably would have been able to make a dope album with Metallica yeah. he never forgave them for firing Dave Mustaine <laughs> yeah Dave Mustaine wrote all the good solos man Oh, where's the lie? Kirk stole them. Where's the lie? Kirk stole the good solos. If you you stoppies out there have any conspiracy theories about why, how, and why this album was made, please uh, check us out on uh, the Twitter and the Facebooks on Twitter at Make It Stopcast. You know, give us your give us your thoughts because we we can't make heads and tails out of this. It's a confusing album. Well, how about the guitar solo on this song? The fucking it's corduroys cr- rubbing together. It's confusive. It's confusing and abusive. It's disorienting. <laughs> it's confusive. It's disorienting enough that you don't know what your own like sense of right and wrong is anymore, or like what. Yeah, like this is an album that fucks with your morals. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then it just weasels its way in, and then it's your grandpa fucking reciting like fucking magnetic spoken word poetry at you about. Uh, you know, ripping off your nipples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. And of here like, we are. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of this like Cronenberg-esque body horror. That yes, is just very Cronenberg. That when placed into the hands of a senile grandfather. Uh, yeah. Just like it's it, not cute. Yeah, it doesn't read as commentary. It reads as testimony. Yes. Oh. <sighs> so, speaking of testifying, <laughs> can I get a witness? Because we are almost. At the very end. Oh, well, here's the thing. We're at the last song, but there's still, um, like, fucking... 20 minutes left. 25% of the album is still... The last song is 20 minutes long. 20 minutes long. We we gotta get into this one. Yeah, absolutely. There's There's a lot going on. And there, I mean, there's a... Yeah, you'll... This is is 15 seconds of that 20-minute song, so it's a limited view, but we'll we'll give it to you anyway. Choo-choo. 
That's the name of the song. The guys, name of the know. song is Junior Dad. Junior Dad. Which which sounds what like is a Junior Dad. Yeah, which sounds like a skinny white hip hop duo from Brooklyn. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, what is what is a fucking like the, junior dad? Say, oh, yeah, the hip-hop project of, like, trust fund children who needed to fund their poverty. <laughs> <laughs> so all everyone in Brooklyn right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So I took in my notes three minutes, 30 seconds. So far, it's three chords. I wonder if it will be for the other 16 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, cool, the orchestra is taking a tuning break because this is, there's a... Most of this song is an yep. orchestra playing one, oh, one note, but then at 7.10, I came back in with a note, still three chords. <laughs> <laughs> Long instrumental passage with no Lou Reed, still three chords. Yep. I think they hate me. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it feels they like- They definitely a, hate us. It feels like a leftover fucking, like, Chevron ballad or something. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> I, it sounds like the lyrics themselves, which I'm going to pull these up because they're pretty ridiculous, but it sounded like predictive text, like when you're just like pressing <laughs> on the, the middle button on your phone. Um, yeah. But yeah, but then the, most of the song is then the last eight and a half minutes is just the orchestra playing just one note. It's just like, hey, and it's the best part of the I entire album. It's the best best trying to turn up. Uh, it's the best part of the album. It's It's almost like... It's almost like Metallica and Lou Reed kind of like hit their final chords and just walked out of the studio. Yes, and I left, the same thing. And left the orchestra in there, and the orchestra was just kind of like, I guess, I guess it's up to us to bring this all home. Right? And they just played for eight more minutes. It's, we've already said it. The best parts of this album are when the band leaves. Yes. Everybody leaves. But yeah. I'm also con- I, I refuse to believe that any human being has ever listened to this song more than once. Ugh. God, listen to these lyrics. Okay. Won't you pull me up? Scalding. My dead father has the motor and he's driving towards an island of lost souls. Sunny, a monkey, then to monkey. (laughs) I will teach you meanness, fear, and blindness. No social (laughs) redeeming kindness or, oh, state of grace. (laughs) Wait, would you still kiss my lips? Hiccup, the dream is over. Get the coffee, turn the lights on, say hello to Junior Dad. The greatest disappointment. <laughs> that is that is the most accurate lyric. Say hello entire... to Junior Dad. <laughs> da, 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 da. What does that even mean? Uh, m- is... More like... Like a tuba played under an outhouse. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just says the great... It ends with... The greatest disappointment, the greatest disappointment. Age withered and changed him into Junior Dad. That has to be oh, an autobiographical. Yeah. That one's really dark. So what the fuck does Junior Dad mean, though? Maybe, like, yeah, this is the best song, huh? You guys... It really is the best song on the album. Yeah. Well, because half of it is an orchestra. Yeah, it's because... <laughs> yeah, half. there's no reason... You can listen to three minutes of this song, and you get the best song on the album, and then you can stop. And then you can stop. And actually does. just play those three minutes, and then even that is still probably well, unacceptable. So when I was... Oddly enough, when I was driving here, I was literally finishing listening to this. <laughs> and what, then, you couldn't get up the, uh, the stamina it, to just... And it looped back, and it looped back to the, uh, to the first track. Yeah. Uh, and it's the same. It's the same chord progression. Same chord progression. Same like what? key. 
So this song, this album starts and ends in pretty much the exact oh, same what? place. Well, was that intentional? Shit. Oh, yeah, that, that was intentional. I, I would say that that is definitely intentional. That's kind of cool. So it's just meant maybe to this be played. Great, guys. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we were all wrong. Well, no, I'm not saying it's like a, I'm not saying it's some crazy conceptual art piece where you're supposed to like play it on a loop and it just loops back into itself. I'm saying I mean, they maybe were like, it is though. I'm saying they were like. Let's start with a C chord and end with a C chord. I and do that was feel like, like they yeah. only yeah. mostly played a C chord throughout this yeah, entire yeah. album, so maybe it is just accidental. Yeah, it, it really. I don't. It, I, I really. I don't care about the intent because this. It's just. I'm just remembering. I'm thinking back now and just remembering the frustration and boredom I felt throughout the process of listening to this album. Right. You right. know, like it really. Frustration I really could have done without both, it. Both song titles. <laughs> this album is really funny. I, I will give it that. It is funny. It's it is a very funny. Consistently funny album. Yeah. <sighs> now here's a question I have for for, for you guys because I, I think it's probably apparent to the listeners right now that uh, I don't think any one of us bought this album. No, certainly not. None of us bought this album. None of us own. I streamed it on Spotify. So you streamed it on Spotify. We all we all we all listen to it in our own special ways. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us might have stolen it. Hey, uh, shush. You shush. Uh, well, you know <laughs> what? Maybe Lars, Ulrich should, maybe Lars Ulrich shouldn't have destroyed the online music sharing community like 20 <laughs> years ago. But, like... He's going to come for us now. He's going to come for us. I know. We're just so high on his fucking radar at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... So none of us own a physical copy of this album. None of us no. own a physical no. copy of this album complete with, like, a lyric booklet or anything. So do you think if you buy – if we were to buy a physical copy of this album, do you think it has a lyric booklet? And if not, do you think all the versions of the lyrics of this that are on the internet are just anybody's guess? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I can't imagine anyone oh paying enough attention to be able to get all those yeah. fucking lyrics. Or just someone, like, took their phone They're, not- and did, like, speech-to-text, like, right up next to their fucking speaker. I'm not going to rewind the song to catch that lyric I missed. I'm just going to make up what I thought it was. But there's got to be some Apparently, no, these lyrics, no, these lyrics might be fully vetted. I actually just found an article that talks about the lyrics being revealed to Junior Dad and how <laughs> Metallica lead, sing- lead guitarist Kirk Hammett revealed to Mojo that he and frontman James Hetfield were both brought to tears oh, during the this. sessions for the band's upcoming collaborative album with Lou Reed. And then, so this is upcoming, so this is before everybody. It was oh, like, man, they were getting everyone hyped up like for be- Junior Dad. It was like the, the, yeah, the audio <laughs> challenge, the challenger flight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. It was um, like when we heard that line about the monkey, we just burst into tears. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, apparently the lyrics that got to the two metal men were, say hello to Junior Dad, the greatest disappointment, age withered and changed him. So, yeah, I mean that. Well, that we is, talked about how that's some real shit. I mean, yeah, that is, that is a pretty powerful. Lyric. That's one of the good ones. Yeah, but this album just constantly tricks you into thinking it's going to be yeah. good, and then just ruins your faith in it. There's little things that you can latch onto of like, oh, that was artistic. Oh, that was you know, probably had some cool intent behind it, but it's the overall effect of this album is fatigue and disappointment <sighs> on me. It's like Metallica's a. a, a publicly like supported this completely like so yeah, did I'm lou sure. reed i'm sure you don't you can't trash your own work i know but metallica definitely would never trash their their own work oh yeah they've, had, they've released so many albums that people fucking took issue with for one reason or another as right or wrong as they may be you know metalheads <laughs> being as opinionated as they are 
But uh, yeah, Metallica's they've never apologized oh for. God. I don't think for they haven't apologized for Saint Anger. They're, they're arguably reload. the least self-aware <laughs> band ever. They haven't <laughs> apologized true. for Had like <laughs> suing kids for downloading their music. Ugh. Like yeah, for like millions going of on dollars. a crusade against fucking Napster. Yeah, yeah. I I I tipping their tour bus stole and this album. Cliff Burton. Oh shit, Nick! Wait, what? <laughs> Stop it! Are we getting too spicy? <laughs> Uh, yeah, they all sat on that side of the bus so we'd fall out the window. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to die interesting, now. Someone's, some metalhead is going to come find us. Interesting <sighs> Interesting side note. Uh, when Cliff Burton got crushed by that tour bus, they were raising the tour bus off of him with a crane, and the crane snapped and dropped it on him a second time. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Fucked up. Oh yeah, Cliff Burton basically died twice. Jesus, is it? Is this how we're gonna wrap up this? Yeah, I know. We have to wrap this no, up. No, let's. So, um, so let's let's do it. Let's do I a think, retrospective here. Okay. Well, what we gotta rate the album. We have too. to rate the album, and we need to create a scale well, from one to or what negative one to negative five. Well, I thought we zero to negative I five. I thought we decided before this. Uh, I thought we decided while we were like kind of cutting this that this album is so fucking long. It's it's uh, it's like ninety minutes long, and when you did the Farrah Abraham album, the Farrah Abraham album is like. 30 minutes long. <laughs> so I think it's only fair to give this album three Farrah Abrahams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Like, what did you enjoy? Like, what of all the albums we've ranked so far, where where would this where would this go? Uh, I would say this is the worst album since Broken Side for me. For me, I, yeah. as you know, I thought that Farrah Abrahams' album was art and I enjoyed it. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And Return of Bruno was was just kind of uh, it, it was kind of meh, kind of yeah, you it, know it, just, it was cheesy it was, it was but there. not aggressively. Right. didn't bother it me. It wasn't aggressively anything. This is an auspiciously bad aggressively album. Inif- this is yes. uh, this, this is this, this album is, was an it, ordeal. It, this album feels mean. It feels spiteful. It feels yes. Fucked and, up. And it's and it's just like it's it's so bad in terms of just the broad scope of its ambition. Yeah, and like it's it's it's. So ambitious, yet so poorly planned yes. out and poorly executed. Like they're trying so much while giving a fuck so little. But I feel like I feel like there were there had to be some fucks that were that were sacrificed to the creation of this album. Well, they I mean, almost got in a street fight and they burst into tears for Junior Dad. <laughs> <laughs> they burst into tears. Yes, they actually poured I their souls know. into this album. It sounds like, Ugh. which is crazy because it's so bad. It's so it bad. sounds so like no soul. Don't Man. do this. You, Don't you reminded do me. This. You just made me revisualize a street fight between Lars Ulrich <laughs> and Lou Reed. And I just imagine, I, apart from even <laughs> looking really weird, I imagine it just elbows. sounds strange. Yes, like Wet. it just, you know, it, <laughs> just <laughs> it just sounds like slices of ham being dropped on a linoleum floor. <laughs> I would rather listen to slices of ham being dropped on a linoleum floor for an hour and a half than well, listen to this fucking that. album again. Let's go do that. <laughs> All right, so so we're gonna we have to give it a we have to give it a ranking. You gave it three Farrah Abrahams, but that's just in terms of length. We uh, what, what do we want the the ranking uh, quantity to be today? From like what negative five to negative five. one Zero to, to neg- negative five somethings somethings. Wait, one more time? Something that sums up the album. Like, so for Fair Abraham, it was, we rated it out of, uh... Bad decisions. Bad decisions. Zero to negative five bad decisions. For, uh, for Bruno, we rated it out of, out of harmonica solos. Harmonica ro- solos. <laughs> um, 
And so what, what is uh, broken what is, side? We rated out of like too tight t-shirts, too tight yeah. t-shirts or something. Yeah. So so for this one, what is what is the quantifier that we feel is the most accurate? I guess I would give this. What's the what's the scale again? All right, Zero I'm to gonna five. make a call on this. Zero to, to negative, negative five. five tables. <laughs> <laughs> I want <laughs> How many tables? How many tables do you give? All right, this no, album? no. Nick had something. What was it? I, I'm gonna. I, I think I'm gonna give this. <laughs> I'm gonna give this. Uh, <laughs> negative three grandpa underwears. <laughs> <laughs> Negative three uh, sticky grandpa underwears. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I'll use Nick's scale. <laughs> it's accurate. It's what this it album is, it is sounds sound, feels, and feels like, like. The general mouth feel of this album yeah, is sticky <laughs> grandpa <laughs> underwear. Uh, I am. Um, uh, I am gonna agree with Nick on this one. I'm gonna give it negative three grandpa underwears. Uh, it just, it was, it was, it was definitely like the worst album we've done so far. That's the lowest rating I've given so far other than Broken Side, which got negative 7,000, uh, extra small t-shirts. Uh, <laughs> this album was, uh, really bad and, and made me, uh, you know, hate Metallica and Lou Reed a little bit more, which made me sad because yeah. I don't want to, you know, know, they made some music I really appreciated and I really didn't appreciate this. No. Uh, I'm sure we'll, I'll hear worse. Broken side is certainly worse, but uh, it's uh, it's really bad. Bad it makes you feel bad. I don't know. I mean, I think you guys summed it up. A negative, a negative three. Uh, All right, stained we're... grandpa underwear. The only reason I'm not, I want to give it an even lower ranking, and the only reason I'm not is because it kind of works as like if they literally just wanted to say fuck you to people, which I suspect that at least Lou Reed did. did, and he roped Metallica into it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it works on that level in some ways, but that doesn't that it's because it's unlistenable. That's right. the, yeah, that's keeping it from being like a negative four to me, and the fact that like there are, I'm gonna say a very few like fingernail scratching amounts of like redeemable moments. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So I give it negative three monkeys on a typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that's that's that for this week. So next. Uh, next episode, Mike. Let's let's tell the people out sure. there what they can what they can vote on because you you had a uh, oh actually our next episode is yeah. going to be a very special episode that we're going to be recording uh, for the Boston Hassle uh, year ender. So uh, we are going to be reviewing the worst songs of the worst albums of the year. Yep, we're going to have the ten worst albums of the year as you know curated by you know me and heather yeah and uh we're gonna pick the worst song on each of those albums we're gonna talk about and then we're gonna song. talk about that and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to fucking listen yep. <laughs> we don't want to be shouting into the void <laughs> uh it never stopped me before so uh mm-hmm. what are some of the songs that we have or albums that we've thought about so far for it just to wet their little whistles oh uh, should i really spoil it heather oh i don't know well actually you guys can tweet at make it stop cast or you can post on our facebook page or find us on Mixcloud or Podbean or iTunes or Google Play um, or go to our website which is not a really nice URL but it's fine we'll get there eventually we'll start paying for it um, but you can go and tell us what you think the worst songs on the worst albums of yeah. the year were and then actually I could use that if you guys yeah, we need your help if, you, uh, if you've if you listened to a particularly bad album this year you want us to know about uh, tweet at us make it stop cast post it on the Facebook make it, make stop, it stop podcast, podcast. 
Podcast at gmail.com. Yep, you can send it send to our email. email. But let me know because I've made a few determinations. You know, there's some albums that are definitely making the cut. Uh, but I'm open to suggestions for yes. some of the other ones. You know, uh, maybe maybe you know better than me. But yeah. I, I, I can tell you that uh, certainly uh, making the cut is uh, Weezer's Pacific Daydream. Yep. Ooh. Hollywood Undead's Five. Ooh. And uh, the Prophets of Rage album. I'll wet your beak with those ones, but we need seven more. Yeah, so help us so out. Help us out. And shout out to the Boston Hassle. Shout out once again. Let's thank our, our guest, Nick Ortolotti, comedian, hey. funny guy. Thanks for having our me. Pal. This was great. Thanks, I'd love Nick. To be back. You're the best. We'll, we'll definitely have you back. Do you have uh, a website? I do www.nickortolani.com. See, he paid for this. He paid for the domain. <laughs> I did. I did. And uh, yeah, if you go to that website, there's just class like a, act. There's a real crude Google calendar on the front page that has uh, all my shows. I think there's only one way to end this episode, though. Unless you guys have stuff you want to plug. I got nothing to plug. Proper way to end this episode is with a rousing rendition of Small Town. Girls. I knew was just gonna say. I didn't. I didn't even think you were gonna say it. I thought yes. we were all just gonna silently look at each other and know because that was where I was going. My God. Oh my God. Mind okay. Melting, guys. <laughs> Small Town Girls. Small Town Girls. Goodbye. Goodbye, Stoppies. Goodbye. God bless. achieve the American dream. The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who kill their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.